In our experience, retention programs are not used properly, and they can be one of the most misunderstood ways on how to compensate employees. Today's episode, you'll learn the purpose for these arrangements and how the best retention plans should be designed so that you can keep your most valuable employees and continue to work the way you want to, as well as drive profits upward. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets. This is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the host of this podcast, Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. Our mission is to provide education to veterinarians so that they can get clarity, take control, feel confident, and experience contentment. For those of you listening for the first time, we have other resources available on our website, such as complimentary financial race CEs, assessments, videos, articles. You can find them by going to our website at flvetadvisors.com. You can also check out our social media platforms too, if you want. We've got a lot of cool videos and tips that we put on there. Well, awesome. I, I know today's conversation, we're going to be diving into some really great continuation of what our last episodes were with regards to employee culture. And when it comes to just enhancing the overall value, the profits, getting more engagement. And if you haven't listened to the other episodes, make sure to go take a moment to go listen to them, either after listening to this episode today or pause this one and go back. Uh, But 33 and 34, we spent time talking about how to bring talent into the business, which is around recruiting, and then how to effectively reward ones, reward people on how the things that they can control. So a lot of the times rewards are being implemented into businesses without any way for them to understand how do I have any impact on that to get paid this bonus or this reward. Uh, And and unfortunately you can't see us right now, but we're wearing pirate outfits because we call it the three R's. Yes. Right. I got my eye patch on. This is just so you can remember, because there are a lot of people like, "What what are those words again? Just remember the three R's recruit reward. And then today we're going to talk about retain. So Tom, let's start off with the, the, the best question to begin this topic. And that is who are retention programs for? So this is relating to people who work in the business or in the practice that can impact the culture, the owner's time, the owner's profits, if they were to leave voluntarily or involuntarily. So like if you had somebody in your practice that if they weren't there, then uh, you know, it's going to negatively impact you as the owner. Yep. It could be something like, let's say they, they left, they became sick or injured. Let's say that there's some sort of disagreements, basically gone in some form or fashion. So whenever, and whenever they leave, like, I mean, cause that, that's creates other headaches beyond that, just as far as like, maybe you have to replace them, right? You might have a time period where you have to deal without them, which is hard, but then there might actually be a time where you do have to replace them because maybe they move, they move to another state because their spouse got another job or whatever. Right. So any employee that you have that, you know, if they left, would cause a headache for you. It would, it would create more costs inside the business. It may reduce the culture. It may reduce the profits. It may reduce the revenue, all those kinds of stuff. If the owner is now having to work more hours to fill in those gaps, or if the owner's having to work other employees in the business, even harder than they were before, 
right? That can create some tension there, right? Over time, if you don't, if you do it for too long, that idea is really what we're talking about. Those, those are the people that you would really want to sit down and look at a retention program. Absolutely. And there, there are other aspects when it comes to like, if they became sick or injured, we'll touch on very briefly towards the end of this conversation today. However, we want to make sure we keep in mind of those people who can impact the business. If they were to leave your time, it could impact the profits, other people on the team. And Hey, don't forget we have a really great five-part video series that if you've not had a chance to watch it yet, five-part short video course on the five foundational steps to finding financial balance. You'll learn how to get your finances organized, protect your most valuable assets, set up a structured plan to save for the future and live today and learn the fundamentals of investing. So who doesn't want to do that, right? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So this is often considered the next step for most veterinarians since it's a simplified way to learn advanced concepts. I heard there's a really good looking dude that does the investment meeting. Is, it, yeah. is his name CJ? I, I don't know. I, I, I just, <laughs> it's just a rumor. I'm not sure. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> so what most business owners believe that a retention plan is, you know, Tom and I cross this all the time. They say a 401k, I got a 401k, I got health insurance. That's going to retain my employees. A 401k can be designed sometimes in a specific way to maybe give an additional benefit to certain employees. But for the most part, you can't really give a 401k to one of your employees and then not to others. If you're offering a 401k, you have to offer it to everybody. If you offer health insurance, you can't just offer it to one employee. You have to offer it to everyone. So a, re a good retention plan, if you're really thinking about this, first and foremost, if a 401k and health insurance can be offered by any of your competitors, not really going to work really well as a retention program because it, it ends up costing so much money just to provide the benefit to the maybe the few that actually want that benefit that it becomes counterintuitive. Now, the 401k also has, you know, you can create a six-year vesting schedule, right? You can see that that's pretty common so that people are retained in those first six years. But once six years is up, once they're fully vested, they can literally go and then take their money with them. They can just roll the 401k over into the next 401k that they go to, right? Or they could roll it over into an IRA. Insurance, a lot of the times, if it has a low group participation rate, that doesn't help either. You know, you just run into some, some compliance issues when it comes to health insurance. On, on the note of, you know, the 401k as well, and we're going to touch on this in just a moment is like, you know, if you are providing some kind of a vesting schedule and let's say you're, you're providing a match, it can be considered as a, maybe a retention type aspect. And sometimes it might not be to a part where it's really going to keep them there because it's like, is it something that I'm going to be losing a lot of? That's, that's a good point. Cause I, well, it might, it might keep them there for the first six years. Mm -hmm. right? it, it could, and, but like, usually the people that you really want to retain are the ones that have maybe been there beyond six years. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, it kind of loses its luster after a while. Of course. Well, and, and keep in mind, so and what CJ was just hitting on a moment ago is that if your competition can offer the same thing or does offer the same thing already, and it's kind of like, let's say by default, it's just there already. It's probably not a good retention plan because every time a retention plan is very catered to each one of those key employees. So like, why don't we actually like, when we talk about a good retention plan, like let's talk about what are the attributes that define a good retention plan. So one part of all of this is when we're just talking about the 401k, the very first one of all of this is that if it's deferred for, you know, six years or there's a vesting period for six years and they get a match, is it substantial enough? Like, is it something that are they going to receive a certain amount of money that's going to keep them there? So most matches on a 401k could be like 3%, 5%, whatever the number is, they have to hang out for a little bit. And then there is like a lot of money that's just dumped on their lap, which is 
can be awesome. It can be used for a lot of different things, which we'll talk about in a second. And substantial can also like, it, it's very subjective because substantial, like I, I've had a lot of people you know, I, I, just even talking about certain things and they're like, oh, you, you, you don't want that. And I go, I don't. And they say, oh no, that's expensive. And it's like, well, how much is it? And it's like, like to me, it's like not that expensive, right? Or vice versa. When, when we say substantial, right? We're talking really substantial to the employee, not substantial to what you think is substantial, mm-hmm. but substantial to what they believe would be substantial. Good point. Yeah, and I actually kind of gave away the second one you know, kind of out of the bag a minute ago. Uh, it's, it's deferred. So for when it comes to the creating this retention program, it has to be something that they have to hang around for a while. Six years, maybe be a short time period. There are different ways of setting them up. Ideally, you want to look at between like maybe an eight to 10 year time frame. And if they were to leave, you as the business owner can recover all of those contributions or whatever money that you were setting aside for them. And it's built into that agreement. Well, that and like the timing of it, if it's deferred, you have to put some thought behind the timing and how it relates to your own plan. Like you don't want to time the deferment during the same time that you have a lot of other changes. So example, we have somebody who said, I want to defer this benefit for this employee for seven years. And I said, well, you know, remember in seven years, you're going to sell the business in seven years, you're going to have to renew your lease. If, if you want to stay in the business, right. If, if you're not selling it, you know, he had a bunch of things. I'm thinking his youngest cut kid, I think was going to college in seven years. And I'm like, you've got all these things that are going to hit in seven years. I'm not quite sure if if the timing of a seven-year period is something you want, maybe we extend that out to 10 years, right? And, and we had some other things that were going on behind the background that would coordinate the timing of that deferred payment with a lot of other things that they had going on in their in their life. So, you know, you really want to sit down and give some thought around the deferment and, and exactly that time frame that you're going to put to that. And the, the last and third thing that you want to keep in mind, there is something that it is doing for them. So like, let's say, you know, a big topic today is student loans. Like that could be something when you're building this retention program, it's to help them pay off a certain amount of their student loans at a certain point. Maybe they want to buy a house. They want to have their help their children go through college. It could be used for retirement. There's a lot of different things that it is tied to them in a way to where like, hey, once they're there for, let's say seven years and they go home after a rough day, they're sitting here thinking about, wow, if I hang out a little bit longer, you know, Jimmy's college education is going to be paid for or, hey, I've got like a huge part of my retirement that's going to be actually being cared for now if I stay here. So the idea is that we want to make sure that they are attached to it in a way to where it's like, if I leave, I'm giving up something very impactful to my family and my life. You're trying to remove worry in some fashion, right? So like they might be concerned about funding college for their child, mm-hmm. right? So this deferment, right? By saying, hey, you know, you stick with me for, let's say eight years, 10 years, whatever it is, and I'll pay for your kid's education. I mean, come on, like that can take the burden off of them for something, for some sort of goal that they're, that they want to achieve, right? And it allows them to be more happy. They're going to be like, wow, like this is a huge stressor off of my shoulders. I can take this burden and I don't have to worry about it anymore. And and that's ultimately what we're after, right? When we talk about recruiting and retaining and rewarding people, right? Those three R's, what we're really trying to do is we're trying to utilize the business in a specific way so that everyone is able to be more happy, more successful, more fulfilled when it comes to 
just life in general, right? And the financial piece, unfortunately, right, for all of us, it can create stress and it can definitely help help us sleep better at night. It can do a lot of different things to us when it comes to how if finances are good or bad. And so, you know, the whole idea of this is to really be able to benefit the employee in a very specific way, in a way that you don't have to offer to all of the employees, because if you had to pay for all of the employees' kids to go to college, that would be too expensive, right? You couldn't do that. But you may be able to, to put money aside for one particular person in the business, specifically for either paying off a certain amount of student loans or putting a kid through college or retirement, all, the, all those kinds of things. A lot of times we have these conversations as well where people get stuck and they're not really sure how to take that next step or they're looking for how to identify them. And you know, this is something that we can actually help with through conversations with many people just saying, hey, um, let's organize everyone. Let's talk about their roles, their responsibilities. And, and let's say that you aren't an owner and you're listening to this episode right now. You could bring this up to the person you work with as a way to have an additional compensation agreement for you. It can be a way to help be able to get compensated more for what you're doing. So if you're looking for wanting to say, hey, I I want some help or some guidance around this, we work with practices all the time around these different topics. Be more than happy to sit down and just give you some tips and ideas and some things. And if you want more beyond that, we can always talk about what that looks like. And there's other things in the business that, you know, we touched on earlier when it came to retention, and this is completely shifting gears here for a moment, is that of course, from a retention aspect is making sure we keep people in the business, but then there's other parts of it where it comes to protecting the business. So in the event that let's say they became sick or injured, or if they prematurely passed away, there's certain things like insurances that are available, like disability for key people. There's life insurance for key people where what it's designed to do is provide an influx of money into the business to help with replacing them, Or if they are still there, like you have someone that's working for you and they become sick or injured, are you going to keep paying them? How long are you going to keep paying them for? And at what point do you say, hey, we can't make this work anymore and you have to hire another person? So these are some things and other considerations to retention program, which can be satisfied in a way sometimes with the right tools that you're using for retention programs that you can implement. And sometimes it could easily be like, you know, if you have a key person in the business and you want to have some extra coverage on them from a life insurance perspective, like you can go to a key person and say, Hey, I'm thinking about getting life insurance on you. Do you mind if I also provide an extra benefit to your family, right? I'll pay for the insurance. And if something happens to you, then your family gets X amount of dollars and the business will get Y amount of dollars. And I've seen a few people do that before, but sometimes you can utilize retention programs in a way where obviously if you promise an employee a certain amount of money in 10 years and then they pass away in year three, the question is, how are you going to handle that with the family? Is the family just going to get three years of that benefit? Like what, what, what's the agreement? So details matter and agreements can be modified and changed and adjusted. Right. And so it's just important to recognize that there's many, many, many different ways to accomplish many different things (laughs) using multiple different possibilities. Absolutely. If you like this podcast and you're getting a lot of valuable information from it, what you can really do to help us out, we have a Facebook page, Smarter Vet Podcast. Go there and like us. You can just show us some love, write us a review about what you think. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, make sure to also rate us on there because the more people that hear about it and see it, they can be able to get this great, valuable content. And at the same time, the more that you're able to help share and love about everything that we do, you know, other, you can help other people that are out there at the same time. So if you found this episode to be helpful, something you really could do with a split second is take a screenshot of, put it on your social media, put it wherever it is, your Facebook, LinkedIn, what other platforms that you do use um, and share it on there and put the hashtag smarter vet. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. 
wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. C.J. Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. C.J. Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by park avenue securities guardian or florida veterinary advisors and opinions stated are their own pinpoint 2021-125869 expires august of 2023